0: Hi, I'm Nicole Freshlog. And I'm Katherine Plotzek, and this is Cultivating Space. Space. Space.
1: Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for being here with us. We are talking about authentic today authenticity is our final word for this season yeah thank you so much for
0: journeying with us on this first season um so Nicole I I loved your question so I'm gonna give it back at you (laughs) (laughs) um for you all we like draft these questions ahead of time and then we um like Decide how the order is going to be, yada, yada. Anyways, she comes up with these great questions. Um, so, so I want
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want
0: you to talk a little bit about um, what does it actually mean to be authentic and how does an authentic self differ from an adaptive self? And
1: can you explain those? I will try. <laughs> so... <laughs> To me, being authentic, if you're authentic to yourself, it means you're acting, living, responding in a way that is true to your values, to the core of who you are and who you want to be. When you operate in the world that way, that is living with authenticity. And I heard of this difference between the adaptive self and the authentic self, I think, in one of my psychology classes in college. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking it up and there is actually a book. It looks like a textbook called The Adaptive Self. So we'll link to that in the show notes. <laughs> um, but the adaptive self is the, the parts of you that have adapted to live and function in the world. So this is you're raised, you know, from a very young age to do this. But don't do that. But do this, you know, and a lot of mm. this is great. Right. It has a lot of benefits. You learn to be respectful to people, to say please and thank you. You learn not to, mm-hmm. you know, interrupt and be a jerk, and you know, like these basic <laughs> things. So there's a lot about your adaptive self, right? It's adapting to live in this world.
0: Mm. And
1: then you have your authentic self, which instead of operating in a way that's going to work with society, is just operating in a way that is true to your values, it's pursuing your purpose in life. Mm. It is fighting for causes you care about and and responding to the world in ways that are true for you personally, as opposed to culturally. Interesting. So we all have both of these capital S selves. And mm-hmm. there are times when it's really important and helpful to operate the way your adaptive self has learned to. And then I think in this episode we're going to go through the the benefits and the importance of kind of emphasizing that authentic self more. Interesting.
0: It so when you were describing this, a visual came to my mind, and it's mm. let me run with this. Um, Please. So the visual was like a being, a human being, <laughs> like us, um, and. The adaptive self is, like, exterior and pushing, like, on the being. So, like, a force pushing on. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the authentic self is, like, the interior of the being pushing out. So, I wonder, is there, like, some conflict sometimes with these selves? I'm assuming there would be.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's a great visual to say, okay, I have this part out here that wants to operate this way. And I have this inside part that wants to operate differently. So I think there's conflict anytime that your values, I guess, would be different from maybe what the world or from what your culture values, Mm -hmm. right? So your culture says respond in this way, but your authentic self says, "Mm, that doesn't feel good to me. That's not really me. Mm -hmm. I want to respond in this way. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that. That's very helpful for me in
0: this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like putting language to something. So I'm going to re- yeah. try to use the language that was just introduced. So
1: Great. So what comes to your mind when we just kind of um, start off the bat saying, what does it mean to be authentic?
0: Yeah. Um, I think to be authentic is I, I just think it's a process in many ways. Um, I think what's interesting is when you look at children, they're often like unaware of the adaptive self. And so they are already their authentic self. And then for whatever reason, and maybe it's dealing with like, school or peer pressure or hmm. the ever, like, adolescent awkward stage, um, you, re- like, you push your authentic self away and autopilot on the adaptive self. Um, although there are, I feel like, some kiddos don't follow the, follow this trend, and mm. that's... um they, they are seen as rebels or like troublemakers or whatever. But then it's like an unraveling as you get into um, your 30s and 40s and hopefully you're pursuing more of an authentic self as you grow older. Um, So in that sense, I think it's a process. But when I think about what does it mean to be authentic, it means to be the best version of yourself.
1: Mm.
0: And I think we have a lot of versions of ourselves and being the best version of ourself means that you're not putting yourself into a closet. You're not um, pushing your needs, your desires, your dreams, um, even like your habits away in response of societal pressures or in the pursuit of success or other things like that. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's not a really a, like it. That's not a wrapped up nice like <laughs> definition. I don't so do those things very well
1: are wrapped <laughs> up in <and> nice. <laughs> point is there's a lot to it which is yeah important i love just hearing you think about kids developing this when i think about my students yeah it is interesting to watch i teach high school and Mm -hmm. that's a that's a very formative time when kids are making choices about i want to fitting in is the most important thing Mm. or not fitting in is the most important thing Mm. right there is the exact opposite that which is I am going to do all of the opposite things. Like that's its own adaptive self, I think, Mm -hmm. because chances are your most authentic self is not the exact opposite of all the things that (laughs) a school or culture is asking you to do, right? It's a mishmash of everything. Um, Yeah. But I also love, I definitely, I can think of, you know, students who very early on seem to be operating in a very authentic way. Mm -hmm. and i have a lot of respect for that when a 15 year old kid is able to do that in a way that is respectful Mm -hmm. but true to themselves and a lot of times it's you know just being super quirky and Mm -hmm. this is what i'm into and this is what i want to talk about all the time and i'm gonna theme all my projects on this you know yeah i love it it's great to see yeah um
0: what has your like journey in authenticity
1: looked like um if it were a visual image like the (laughs) craziest roller coaster you've ever seen (laughs) some serious Uh, twists and turns periods of regression (laughs) yes (laughs) for sure (laughs) I think in, I mean, growing up, I definitely was a good kid. I wanted to Mm -hmm. do the right thing. I'm a rule follower. Mm -hmm. And there are pieces of that which are because I wanted to receive praise and affirmation, right? I wanted people to say, oh, you did such a great job. And I hate getting yelled at. I hate getting in Mm -hmm. trouble. Like, most of the time, I follow the rules because I'm scared that someone's going to yell at me. And like, that is still true. <laughs> A lot of <laughs> in my life. <laughs> like, ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like,
0: that's yes. The thing.
1: So what's funny to me is there are pieces of that that also feel like it is my authentic self. Like mm. one of my, like my values are living in peace and harmony with the people around you and the world around you and one really great way to do that is when people establish rules and people follow rules like this helps harmony yeah peace yeah so it's interesting because i don't think that's all of it i think there is this piece that's still trying to be a people pleaser but Mm. at the end of the day that there is also authenticity there um anyway so i grew up definitely being a rule follower wanting to be the good kid and I I think especially in terms of religion and what I believed, it was very, I was just doing what the people around me told me to do and how Mm -hmm. church said I should do it. And then in college, when I, like just the fact that I went to, so I went to Point Loma university in San Diego and it's a Christian school, Nazarene, but one of the more liberal Christian schools, as far as that goes. So it Mm -hmm. held a very different perspective And that helped me start to question Am I believing these things because I believe them? And am I living my life? You know, am I operating based on all these rules and procedures and whatever because it makes sense with my view of the world or because it's just what I've been told? And so Mm -hmm. college was a great time for me. And studying abroad in Uganda, which I know I've mentioned Mm -hmm. before, was a, a revolution. For me yeah. and for figuring out what I just feel like I came back with all these questions and then really dug into finding my authentic self and finding mm. what is true for me because it makes sense for me. Like, how can I build a view of the world that I don't know, it sounds kind of selfish to be like, that just works for me, <laughs> but mm. more of what what feels true yes. and right and beautiful and So that was a big shift for me. And then I think since college, it's just been this continual, maybe a little bit less dramatic, but still this up and down of, okay, we figured this out or, okay, I'm realizing this doesn't feel like me and this, Mm -hmm. I don't think this is true for me. And so it's just this long, like you said, it's a process Mm -hmm. of, I don't know, just figuring out who I am and who I want to be in the world. What so, about you? What's your journey look like? Uh,
0: similar. <laughs> <laughs> Except my visual is a piece of paper where an artist has started drawing and then a lot of eraser marks and then a lot of drawing and the picture is not quite clear but you know there's something <laughs> there. <laughs> it's a, Ooh, that's it's good. like a a repetitive like drawing, erasing, drawing, erasing situation, which I think is, is what authenticity is. It's, it is editing in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, um, of, okay. So my journey, um, similar growing up, I was, uh, I think in elementary school voted like Like the best kid in the class, like (laughs) Catherine will always be following the rules. She will always be listening, you know. Like she will always silently read. Um, So I think that is similar in our background. Um, And college also for me was a lot of unraveling of sorts and a lot, a lot of questioning. And I think that is pretty common for a lot of kiddos who go to college yeah. away from home um, because you're no longer in a home that has like the the general like I don't know outline of this is what is 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 expected and this is not expected um, and so I think that's pretty common with most people but I think um, my dad's death, like really allowed me to accelerate this process. And I've had, um, previous counselors or mentors say like, wow, you are asking questions and like digging into this way before I did, like you are ahead <laughs> of your, uh, your role. And so, um... I think that sometimes when we experience life shifts that are out of our control we start questioning who am I what do I value like what is my purpose in life and I think that with with that process in mind, I started, I recently explained this, I think to you, that I, like, for me, there is this path and that is, like, the well-trodden path that most people take in life and that is, like, societal norms and etc. Um, and I started, like, taking steps off of the path and, like, oh, what's over here? And, like, oh, this feels, <laughs> like, more like me. And I'm just, like, Kind of looking at the path, like, parallel, but, like, not on the path, if that makes sense. Hmm. And then when I met Matt, he just was like, yep, we don't care about the fucking path. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you don't have to be parallel. We can, like, go in a different direction. We can go backwards, like, however we want. And so... I was already off the path, but but I think he, like, took my hand and started running. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> That's weird. It it does freak me out still. Like, today, he and I had a conversation because I was very concerned. Um, we had uh, whoever the, like, title name of the their job description don't know what they're actually called but someone who like comes and does a closing of the house of your mortgage (laughs) come over and like i didn't know they were gonna like actually be in our house this is still covid times like so of course Mm -hmm. last night frank frantically like cleaning picking up piles we are a pile household like (laughs) all this all the things and he's like we don't care. We like you and I. We don't care what other people think. But I'm still slightly mm-hmm. by the path, and so it <laughs> freaks me out. And I'm like, but it has to be a clean house. <laughs> so,
1: <Totally> anywho,
0: yes. <laughs> lots of metaphors there. But my journey has <laughs> is a work in progress. I'm still struggling with like not. Caring about other people's opinions and, like, being grounded in, like, my shoes and feet into the the land that I stand on. Like, this is my island. I, I still want to leave the island and, like, live somewhere else with lots of people <laughs> that I don't care about sometimes.
1: <laughs> it's true. So, yeah. That's interesting. I... I haven't thought of this in a long time, but I remember when you were first with Matt, I remember you talking about that and mm. saying like, I found this person and I really like him. He's amazing. Like for all these reasons and he's okay with the fact that I'm not on the path. Like he mm. encourages it. And it was, yeah. it was so cool to watch that change in use. I feel like the how much you respect you had for him and how much you liked him significantly warmed you up to the idea of not being on the path could be yeah. a permanent thing. Cause you didn't have to be there alone. Right. You could yes. be hanging out with him and yes, oh, just like you're saying, well, there are all these other people on the path. Well, there are a lot of people not <laughs> <laughs> yes. actually being with someone I think was really helpful. Yes. That's a beautiful way of describing
0: how I felt like, I think, I think everyone wants to be off of the path, but it's so scary to be off right. of the path exactly. alone. And so mm-hmm. to be off of the path with, like, one or two people that you trust is is like home. It's like your little mm-hmm. family and you're like, okay, I, I can do this. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which perfectly leads into... The next thing I wanted to talk about, which is, what does it feel like for you, I guess we're really just answering this, but to be around someone who is authentic, and this could be your partner, it could be just anyone, Mm -hmm. how do you spot them, how does it feel, and how does it change you when you see someone? And maybe it's living their whole life this way, and maybe it's just in a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So...
0: I've been doing metaphors and images this entire uh, episode, so we're just going to roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When we talked about this word authentic and did the planning, and ever since, I have this memory. I don't even know this person. (laughs) Um, I remember driving down Tejon, we live in Colorado Springs, so I'm gonna use landmarks that Nicole is aware of. <laughs> driving down Tejon. I was not. I was not driving. I was a passenger. I don't even know who I was with. But drove by Southside Johnny's, which is now like not South. <laughs> we just, it's like uh, Denver Biscuit Club. Is that what it's called? Club company. Company. Companies. It should be a club. Um, <laughs> there's there's an ice cream shop. Uh, pizza joint, like a little brewery, tequila It's like very
1: classy, trendy
0: It's cute Anyways, Southside Johnny's was a biker bar and Yes,
1: (laughs) um, not trendy, cute
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no longer Uh, Rest in peace Anyways, drove by and there's like all of these bikers and there's this one badass chick I'm like Wow. Like, it in my brain, I don't know her. I don't know, like, what her story is, how she got into the biker club gang, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. But, like, here she is, like, she sticks out. For me, like, authenticity sometimes makes you stick out because mm. you're no longer on the path. And you're no longer prescribing to the general societal culture or norms. And it's not it's it's not cancel culture. It's not like I'm gonna be a rebel because I just wanna be a rebel. It's Right it's for the this, sake of it. Yeah, it's this intentional like I have slowly curated and edited my life, and this is where I have ended up. And sometimes it's not pretty. It's like, ooh, I don't know what I believe, but, like, my values are, like, pulling me. It's almost like, to me, authenticity sometimes is a choice that you don't want to make. That you're like, Mm. oh, yeah. I don't want to choose A because that is hard. My family will not understand. My friends will not understand. The rest of the world will not understand. But I'm still going to choose A because that's what is me. Mm -hmm. And um, so when, when I see people being authentic it really it makes me inspired to continue to get to know myself which sounds elementary but like how how many times do you spend time with yourself throughout the week like okay I spend time with Matt and I have a dog and I and I go on walks with friends or run or I have video calls all day long with coworkers and I call my family. And But how, how much time do I actually spend with Catherine? Mm-hmm. And I think that like investment in the self is what I'm inspired to do when I see someone else who's just like, this is me. I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid. And I don't care what you think either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I will have to be very transparent that like right now I am struggling with this. Like I am struggling with being authentic. And I just talked to my therapist today about it. And she's like, your worth. So I think authenticity and worth can be tied in some ways, but she used worth. Oh yeah. Um, she's like, your worth is not tied to someone else's opinion, nor is that in your control. And so for me, when I see someone who's authentic, I'm like, they only care about what they think about themselves, which I think is really beautiful and really powerful and I'm I'm striving.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Same. It's so interesting how much effort we spend caring about what other people think. And like you said, that's not mm-hmm. even within our control. Even when we choose these things that aren't authentic, to try mm-hmm. and please people or have them think highly of us, we did honestly probably not even going to work. Yeah. And we have no control over if it will. So it's, it's a futile. It's a futile Ooh. endeavor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I agree a, a very similar I love that image of the biker chick. I think that's really good for just seeing someone who's authentic. I I think like you said, you said inspired. I I think empowered. Mm. It makes me feel empowered when I see someone who's really authentic because it's it's just a reminder that it's possible and yeah. I think it's beautiful when I see someone who's very obviously making a choice because it's what is valuable and important to them. It's their following their purpose. It's fighting for something that's so important to them. Yeah. That's just, I mean, it's how it should be. Yeah. You know, I look at that. I'm like, yeah, that is true and beautiful and right. And whether or not I agree with them, right. Even if yeah, I don't, but just knowing, well, yeah, but that's them. That's, yes. you know, I, I think of friends who kind of might seem a little quirky or, okay, they did this. And like, well, yeah, but that's her. And, yes. and people like, oh, yeah. Yep, that's how she rolls. Like, and yes. the more you can live in that way, you develop this pattern. And I would want people around me to say that. Like, oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just Nicole. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how she does it. Like, yeah, that to me would be a measure almost of authenticity because people are already familiar with what it looks like to live my life in the way that's true for me.
0: Yeah, I I love that that that's a really good temperature gauge of like, would my friends just say, oh yeah, that's how she lives her life,
1: yeah yeah or, no, <laughs> <laughs> or oh I can obviously see if she's doing that because there are these other people in her life who want her to do that. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, authenticity is micro choices over and over and over. Like every moment we are choosing to be our true selves, be vulnerable and, and like reveal that to whoever we're in company with, um, or not. And that's, that's just what life is. But I think that when we're inauthentic, it's very visible. What What does that look like? And is it okay to do that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think like you said, it is okay sometimes. And just because you're inauthentic in one moment doesn't make you an inauthentic person, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's, I don't know, like the example I just gave is, oh, I see my friend making this choice and I know it's because, I don't know, let's say her mom or her parents Mm -hmm. would want her to do that. And sometimes that's okay, right? As long as it's not, harming people or, I mean, that's my opinion, or like dramatically against your values. Maybe it's not, it wasn't your choice, but you're doing it because you know it's important Mm -hmm. to your parents or it's honoring to them or, you know, I think, I think there are for sure occasions where you're like, well, this isn't my truest choice, but Mm -hmm. I have another value, I guess, right? Which is competing and so I'm I'm gonna put my like authentic self-value to the side to say well I value honoring my parents or I value I don't know there's probably times in your job where you have to do or say something you're like well this does not feel authentic to myself but it's kind of what's needed in this situation and I think yeah sometimes we might not even see that or know that about other people Mm -hmm. and sometimes we might sometimes I mean I think with Again, going back to my high schoolers, it can be pretty obvious when people are being inauthentic Yeah. and high school, again, you're trying to figure out even what your authentic self is. You're trying to kind of, I think you mentioned earlier, like trying, trying it on, mm-hmm. you're trying this on and kind of seeing if it works for you. And yeah, that's a big part of what high school and college is, I think. So I see that often is mm-hmm. I, I know who you are in most contexts, but you're speaking this way about someone else that doesn't. that's not true to you but you're doing it yeah you're just you know trying to be popular or fit in or yeah whatever and again some of it is just trying things on and seeing does this make sense for me how does it feel and then hopefully you get to a point where you're editing out the things that aren't authentic and keeping the ones that are yeah but i think it's really common to like we both mentioned have this roller coaster this up and down and right in a race. And Mm -hmm. it's not as simple as, oh, now I know here's my list of all the top 10 values that are the most important to me. And I'll just make all my choices according to those. (laughs) Right. It's
0: more complicated. I think that's so true. And I, I can actually look back on my life and think of some situations where I had competing values and they were tough decisions to make, and um, I don't know necessarily if I was inauthentic in those moments, but maybe recognizing the struggle was being authentic in that moment, mm. and Ooh, yeah. I think so many times we have these values that are very like near and dear to our hearts and that are internal, and sometimes whatever is external outside dictates our actions so Mm -hmm. um that's where like we have a value system that comes in clash with how we are expected or have to act in the moment um and so i think that's like going back, that's like the micro choices that you have in your authentic journal journey and struggle. And no person is a hundred percent authentic. Like every person is inauthentic at least, at least once during the day, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's just like this continual cycle of assessing yourself and just being, being
1: in your own soup. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some strategies that people can use to help preserve their authenticity? What kind of things, tangible things can we do? That's a great question.
0: Um, I think there's probably quite a few strategies. Um, The first one that pops up in my mind is um, boundaries. And that um, we talked about this super early in our season, I think with presence maybe. But um, the idea that Glenn Doyle shares of this is your island and you protect mm-hmm. what comes onto the island. You uh, you're the bouncer. You de- you decide what comes onto the island or not. And I think those types of boundaries really help with authenticity as well because you can say like okay, this is how like our household is going to run. This is how I eat dinner and uh, live my life even small like that. We, we sit down together as a family or we, we turn off screen time. Those kind of like actually tangible boundaries help create values or reinforce your values that mm-hmm. um, allow you to be authentic. Um, and I think that's like the editing purpose of, like, yeah. going back and, okay, I've now established that this is one of my values. What is not serving those values? How do I either remove them from the situation or I get to dictate how they show up in my life? Um, <clears throat> and I I think that process for me has come from my anxiety of like I've recognized okay these things um certain situations cause me anxiety and come into clash with my values that's where my anxiety is actually born from like my Mm. my most authentic self is not living out those values because this certain situation um is not aligning with them, and so for me, creating boundaries has helped me lessen my anxiety, but also feel more authentic in my own shell, like in my own body.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Does hmm, that make that's sense? So interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool way to think about it. I, for me, the first strategy that pops up is self awareness because. How can I be true to my own values mm. if I don't even know what my values are? Very true. And so for me, that's such an important building block is, you mentioned a little bit earlier, but really listening to that inner voice within us and spending time with ourselves and noticing how we feel when we do this versus how we feel yeah. when we do that. What what really feels like it's making us come alive or, like you said, causing anxiety or yeah. Um, You know, we feel really drained and unhappy afterwards. Mm. Why are we doing that then? Just because we feel like we have to. Well, maybe you don't have to do that thing. right? I think that's part of why we both mentioned it's this ongoing journey, because figuring Mm -hmm. out yourself is this long process of discovery and starts from a young age in unconscious ways. You're trying to figure out who you are and how you fit in the world. Again, we mentioned through your developmental years, through high school and college, you're mm-hmm. really exploring a lot of new things. But even as adults, we're changing. The the world changes. Yeah. Our, we go through a global pandemic. Like things do not stay the same. Yeah. And so we need to constantly be checking in, in you know, checking in with how do I feel in this situation, or has my value shifted? Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't realize this was important to me, but now that I've been made aware of it. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a racial justice or social justice kind of thing, right? I I didn't even know this was happening, but now I've learned about it and it strikes a chord within me, right? This does feel really important to pursue justice in this area or something like that. So for me, this process of trying to figure out and preserve your authenticity is really tied to an ongoing commitment to just be curious about yourself.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, who's the Who's the actor who plays Sheldon on Big Bang? Oh,
1: oh. I don't know. Krista's gonna hate me that I don't know this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Krista Gilday are um, all Jim Parsons. Say that again.
1: Jim Parsons. Jim, Jim Parsons. Parsons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Krista is our like trivia all things like current culture queen. She's amazing anyways
1: she also loves big bang theory
0: and knows i love it so (laughs) anyways (laughs) so he has this amazing quote maybe maybe it was him or like the sheldon character but there there's a quote associated with him and it says why why would i want to make friends with anyone else like the infiniteness of myself is so intriguing. Like, I'm so curious. Something of the sort. We'll
1: we'll post
0: the, like, actual quote. But I love that because it makes ourselves are infinite. The limits of our brains, our minds, our emotions, our soul is infinite. I love that thought. And, like, to be curious and... To not be judgmental of whatever you discover, but just Mm -hmm. to be curious and, like, in awe and wonder. I feel like that is what the basis of the authentic
1: journey is supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's having that... Much more about having that posture Mm -hmm. of curiosity than it is about... Laying down a perfect structure or format for how to do things.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. and it's always going to change. Yeah. And it allows room for growth. Mm-hmm. And grace for mistakes. Yeah. Regressions. Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful.
0: What about our current culture? What do you think? Do you... Do you... Yeah, I love this face that Nicole is. I wish you could see. <laughs> um anywho uh do you think our current culture values authenticity
1: no i i hope that in some ways it does or has has pockets of it Mm -hmm. i think sometimes we do kind of like we mentioned with the biker chick is we do kind of maybe even idolize people Mm. who are really authentic yeah, but not in, but in a way that seems unique to them. Oh yeah, this person is really special and they do all these wonderful things. Well, But mm-hmm. I'm not special. I couldn't do those things, oh. right? And it, instead of being empowering and inspiring, it can so often be comparison. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, I don't have those, and I don't even know what my thing would be if I have mm-hmm. a thing. Or mm-hmm. my thing isn't as cool as hers. It's not as popular as hers. It won't make me as yeah. much money um Mm. yeah i think our culture is i don't see this overwhelming push to be curious about who you really are and how you're how you can uniquely contribute to making the world a better place i see which to me that would feel authentic and prizing Mm -hmm. and valuing authenticity but i see Mm -hmm. especially in western culture here is our definition of success we're going to show you all those people who are beautiful, rich, successful, mm-hmm. have 2.5 kids or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And your job is just to compare yourself to that. Your job is to yeah. always be seeking that and hear are the ways that you're not measuring up. Instead of saying our measure for success is, are you living in accordance with your values? Yeah. Are you living a life, finding your purpose and... Standing up for things that are important to you. Like, that could be our measure of success. Mm. And I, I don't think as a culture it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That yeah. might just be really negative. What do you think?
0: Well, now I'm super negative. <laughs> <laughs> no, just <laughs> Give us joking. a positive spin. <laughs> um, I think that recently companies and businesses are trying to put the authentic face on i think they're trying to feed their consumers this line that they're authentic and that that leaders are pushing like the the vulnerability like be transparent like that's how we do business kind of thing But I I feel like that is still force-fed in a lot of ways. Hmm. It doesn't feel like how you've been saying, like, curious and wonder and um, this, like, genuine... I feel like this is what I think. Sorry. (laughs) This is what I think. Everything else is just (laughs) (laughs) mishmash. Okay. I think that when our culture talks about being authentic that it is an end goal it's a point that you have arrived at
1: mm.
0: and i think the the difference for what we've been talking about is that it is a never ending metamorphosis that it is i i hope for me that when I'm ninety, hopefully I get there. Anyways, um, that <laughs> I am still saying, "Wow, Catherine! Like, I didn't know that about yourself. Like, hmm. that's kind of cool. Or, I I'm capable of this. Like, get out hmm. of town. Or, <laughs> I think that. Oh my! Like, you know, I I really I want." that to be not an end point. I want my life to be a continual growth. And I think that's yeah. what true authenticity is about. It's not just being transparent. It's not just being vulnerable. It's this continual evolution.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And you're right. I do think some companies are taking steps and maybe it is even force fed a formula and yeah but at least it's a step in a more yeah. authentic direction that's true that is true i agree
0: so yeah i think this is a great topic to end with because we've i was looking back on all of our previous topics and it feels like we started with vulnerability and we're ending with authentic and everything that we've talked about has challenged us to be vulnerable and authentic with you and hopefully Hmm. you've seen like our growth and we hope that you're growing alongside of us and like have the space and time to do that with us and yeah i just am super grateful
1: for this growth yeah i do i love ending with this and just i feel like every step of the way we've kind of said hey yeah these words are important to us here's mm-hmm. the pros the the cons the difficulties the rewards and yeah. hopefully as listeners you guys have have felt that and are creating opportunities and spaces in your life to stay curious to be authentic to yeah. have hard and meaningful conversations mm-hmm. and we appreciate you listening to ours yeah so nicole what's growing in your garden these days well the first thing that comes to mind is my tiny little baby garden What's <laughs> growing in my garden. <laughs> I mentioned probably last time or the time before that my mom and I planted seeds for our garden that will eventually start. And there they have sprouted. They've grown into a tiny, tiny forest. (laughs) Cute, cute little sprouts. And I love them. I'm so proud of them.
0: (laughs) You're a plant mama now.
1: (laughs) Just barely. Baby plants. (laughs) I love it. That's so fun. What's growing in your garden?
0: Um pretty much the same. Um I have all of my tomatoes like on our in our kitchen sunroom area um on a like mm. fold up table. And so they're doing <laughs> the thing and yeah, just this feeling of it's spring, you guys. It's it feels so hopeful and regenerative and It makes me really happy so
1: that's what's growing (laughs) so nice yeah (laughs) so this is like we said the end of our first season so we're gonna take a break for a few weeks but we will let you know when to expect another episode and you can sign up for our email updates or follow us on social media to make sure you don't miss it when the next episode comes out yeah
0: Um, All of our sound production and social media is done by Anna Squires and our web and graphic design is done by Krista Kilday.
1: Thank you. You guys can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Cultivating Space. For now, keep questioning, keep growing and we hope you come sit with us again soon. Thanks guys. Bye.